Have you ever asked the question to God, where are you? Maybe your question looks a little bit more like, um, if you're, if you're a Jesus follower and you're, 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 you're usually uh, in church and in life groups and spending time with God, maybe your question or your version of where are you is like, why don't I feel so close to God? Why don't I feel close to God? Why, why do I feel so far from him? You know, we've all had that question before. Oftentimes, um, some, of, some of you will ask me that question. Well, well I just don't feel close to God right now. I just feel withdrawn. I feel, um, I feel like he's not listening, like, like my prayers are going nowhere, and, and, and I just don't know how to, to deal with this. And so we ask this question, where, where are you, God? Where are you, God? Where are you, God? And, um, and a couple of weeks ago, my wife told me something um, that our daughter did at home, and, um, and God immediately put on my heart a reminder um, that I think I, 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 I'm called to share tonight. And, um, and this is what happened. Our, our daughter, she's almost two years old. And some of you are like, why do you preach about your daughter all the time? Well, because I only have one. When I get another one, then I'll preach about the other one. But right now I have one and she's so cute. So why not? Um, so I preach about her and, uh, and, and there's something that happens. And I, heard, I used to hear preachers say this all the time. Like when you have a kid, it gives you so much stuff to preach about. And it's true. Um, because you start to see something about us and our heavenly father when you become a father or mother and have a, have a, have a child. And so um, her name's Sinclair. She's uh, 22 months old, and she's starting to uh, speak the English language, which is really exciting. And um, her English language consists of about 30 words and two phrases. And one of those phrases is, um, where are you? She's, she's learned to say, where are you? And this is how she says it. She doesn't really, she kind of has this little short shorthand um, slang and she says, are you? She just kind of skips the where, are you? So this is kind of how it goes. She'll be like, mama, are you? Dada, are you? I like go out the, like, it's, it's so sad. I, I like leave, leave to go get in my car and I close the, the door to the garage and I immediately hear a little pitter patter of steps and she starts knocking from the inside and she's like, dada, are you? Dada, are you? Karen goes to the bathroom. Mama, are you? Are, are, are you? Are you? Are you? She always says this all the time. And uh, Karen was telling me about a, a few weeks ago where they were together at home. It was just the two of them during the day. And, um, and they're, they're sitting together and right next to each other, right? And, um, and Sinclair goes into her bedroom. So she walks a few feet to her bedroom. We don't have a very big house. You can hear from one side to the other. You can basically see from one side to the other. So like, this isn't like she's going to another wing of the house. Like she's a few feet away. She walks into her own room. She keeps the door open. She's a few feet away from the mother who she was just with. And she says, mama, are you? And, and Karen was like, I I'm right here. Like you were just, literally, you were just with me. You, you, you didn't go anywhere. Like, I can hear you. I can see you. You're right. Like I'm right here. You're right there. We're, we're still together. And as soon as, as soon as Karen told me that, like, I just, God put on my heart a, a couple of things about the question that we ask, God, where are you? God, where are you? The first thing that, that, that God put on my heart was um, that God doesn't leave us. We leave God. God doesn't leave us. We leave God. And, and, and that, that's exactly what Sinclair did. Like she was in the room and she walked away from her mother and then she asked, well, where are you? Well, Karen obviously knows as an adult, like, I'm right, I'm right here. You walked away. I, I didn't go anywhere. We need to understand as children of God that, that 
God doesn't leave us. That's actually one of the biggest uh, statements of, of, of a promise in the entire Bible throughout the New Testament, Old Testament, was this promise, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Basically, I'll never leave you or let you down. And, uh, and that's a promise that God gave us. He says, I'm never, ever, 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 ever going to leave. And so when we ask, where are you, God? It's not because he's walked away from us. And sometimes we'll say things like, well, I've just done so many bad things. He, he, surely he's walked away from me. No, no, no. He's, he's, he's there. You have walked away from him. The second thing God put on my heart was that no matter how far away we feel from God, no matter how far away we feel from God, he is right there. As soon as uh, uh, Sinclair walked away from her mother, she felt like she was far from her. She felt like, I don't know where she is because she couldn't visibly see her anymore. But of course, Karen knew and God knows that, that he is right there. In fact, if you're a, a believer, a Christian, a Jesus follower, the Bible says, Jesus says that the Holy Spirit, the presence of God has been deposited into your life. So imagine like how weird of a question that is to ask God. God, where are you? And he's like, literally, literally, I'm right inside of you. I couldn't be any closer to you than I am right now. And so when we ask the question, well, where is God? We, we've got to understand he's right there. And if we feel distant from him, it's because we've walked away, not him. Why, why does that matter? Here's why it matters. Because we're going into the summer months and we know how it is at the beach. We get, we get distracted by the, you know, by the weather, by the beach, by vacations, we don't have the, the week in, week out of, of United Student Worship and, and of life groups and all that kind of stuff. And it's easy to get out of the flow. And we may find ourselves asking questions like, where are you, God? Where did you go? And I think it, it, there's one thing from the Old Testament, one from the New Testament that, that I want to read, two scriptures that give us a picture of how to make sure we always know where God is, how to make sure we always are drawn close to him. The first one is out of Psalm. One of my favorite verses, my favorite Psalm is Psalm 27. One of my favorite verses in the Bible. David is writing and he says this. One thing I ask from the Lord. One thing I ask from the Lord. This only do I seek. So the king of Israel, the most powerful man in Israel says, I want one thing from you, God. One thing. Many of us would treat it like a, a wish. We're like, man, I, I want... I want a relationship, I want money, I want fame, I want grades, I want uh, a certain type of job or a certain type of future. That, that's what I want from God. And we don't see any of that from David. He says, one thing I ask, this only do I seek, this only am I looking for, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Hold up, David, you want one thing, one thing, and it's to be in God's presence? Yes. Yes, and then he continues on. I don't want to just be in God's presence all the days of my life. He continues, he says, I want to gaze on the beauty of the Lord. I want to gaze on the beauty of the Lord. I want to stare at God. I want to stare at God, and I want to seek him in his temple. David knew the key to drawing near to God. David knew the key to always knowing where God was. David went through some low times that were uh, not his fault and were his fault. And he always came back to this. I'm gonna seek one thing. I'm gonna to seek to be in God's presence. And we have to do that. 
Because, guys, there's no service, there's no worship experience, there's no retreat, there's no camp, there's no mission trip that will keep you sustained in your faith. There is no event ever in the history of the world that will make you feel close to God for the rest of your life. Ever. The Israelites tried it. They'd have these amazing sacrifices, and then a year later, they'd get a new king, and they would just start worshiping all the other gods. And we do the same thing all the time, and we go after other things. We go after sex, we go after drugs, we go after popularity, we go after acceptance, we go after the, 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 the fame and the, 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 the relationships and, the, and just the things of this world. And then we wonder, well, where's God? It's because we've walked after some idols. And David understood, we gotta draw close to him daily. If any of y'all ask me the secret to staying close to God, it's pursuing him daily on your own. That's the difference between someone who knows where God is and someone who doesn't. Someone who doesn't spend time with God is just gonna go day after day waiting for the next event. Well, when's Epworth? Well, when's, when's Jamaica? When's Albany? When's camp? Well, when's, when's worship? I when's something to fill me back up? And God's saying, I'm here every single day. I'm within you. I'm around you. And I want to be in relationship with you. And if you think it's just David, we also see the words of Jesus. Matthew chapter seven. Verse seven, here's what Jesus says. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Let me me say that one more time. Ask and it will be given to you. You ask for it, there's gonna be an answer. Seek, look after God and you will find him. Knock. And he's waiting to open up the door and let you in. He's waiting to be with you. So if we want to make sure that over the coming days and weeks, that we we maintain and sustain a relationship with God, there is no secret equation. There is no secret Bible verse that like nobody knows about that some pastor is going to teach you about. There's just really one truth. You draw close to God, he's going to draw close to you. You seek, you will find. He's not hiding from you. He's not mysterious. He's not trying to play hide and seek. He's not, this isn't a game. He is there as soon as we come to him. And that's it. And it doesn't take an adult to understand that. Sixth graders, seventh graders, eighth graders, through high schoolers, college students, adults, we can all understand this truth. We draw near to God, he will draw near to us. You wanna know where God is? The circumstances don't seem like the way you thought they would be? Draw near to him. He will draw near to you. As we continue in this night, over these next, I don't know, over the next hour of worship, I I just want you to take this opportunity. Don't don't look at this service as like, this is what's going to sustain me all summer, because it's not. It'll probably last till fifth period tomorrow, and that's it. And then you'll have to sustain by drawing near to God. Don't, don't, don't focus so much on making this some epic experience to keep you going. Focus on how God wants you to draw near to him this summer? What are the things in your life you need to reject and push away? And what are the things in your life that you need to embrace? What are the things you need to do daily to draw near to him? What are the things that that you need to read? What are the conversations you need to have? What are the songs you need to listen to? What are the the times that you just need to listen to God? What are the times you need to speak to God? What are the times you need to to journal? What are the times you need to, to serve so that you can draw near 
to God. I just want to challenge you over the next hour to focus on one, one thing that God has for you to draw near to him this summer. I'm going to pray, and then we'll, then we'll uh, begin to come forward. Heavenly Father, I pray as we take communion, I pray as we respond tonight, I pray as we, we have this time of worship that we would fully listen to what you have for us, that we would follow after the Holy Spirit, that we'd focus on you and what you have for us this summer. Help us not be people that run around saying, where's God, where's God, where's God? Help us be people that know that you are right next to us, that know that you are within us, that know that you never leave us nor forsake us, that know that there is never anything that can get in between you and us. People that are secure in the knowledge that they have a God that loves them no matter what they do or where they go. Lord, I pray tonight would be a time that launches us into the next few months to grow in our relationship with you. In your name we pray, amen.